Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Griffin Air Conditioning. Visit them at griffinair.com.au. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This one, he's a record breaker, a four-club man who has also worn sky blue and our green and gold. It's not the complete story. You get the feeling, though, his last chapter will be a beauty. But who is Josh Morris? I'm a family man, uh, first and foremost. Um, you know, family's played a big part in my life, um, You know, especially my mother. She's been central figure um, throughout my whole life, supported me and Brett in chasing our dreams, you know, the sacrifice she had to make to, to you know, take us to football carnivals and, um, you know, put up money for us to, to go on football trips away mm. when we didn't have much and um, looking after four four children at the same time. And then, um, you know, so I've, I've had those deep, family roots and now I've got my own family. I've got a, a little girl, um, you know, who's got me wrapped around a little finger. She's nearly three years old and um, a little boy who's seven months old. So, um, you know, I'm just a, a normal bloke. I don't mind having a punt and a beer on, on the weekends when, when I have time. But, um, you know, just like relaxing and spending time with family and friends away from football. Lovely you acknowledge your mum immediately because oh. – because Dad played, much of the attention of Brett and Josh Morris has been around Steve Morris, the father. Yeah, it has. And, yeah, we've grown up with that um, and had those comparisons, um, you know, throughout our whole career. But, you know, one thing we wanted to do was create our own path. Um, you know, I think we've certainly achieved that. Yep. Also bring light to the fact that, you know, Mummy's – uh, one of the most important pers- people in our lives and, you know, what she did for our family and, um, as I said, all those sacrifices she made and having to look after four kids. Um, yeah, I don't know how she how she did it. Um, you know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I struggle with just, just my little two. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a massive effort from her to, to raise us and I think she raised us right as well, um, yeah. you know, the right values and, and that's kept us in good stead throughout our whole our life and our, our football career. How would you describe you and Brett as kids? Oh, mate. Um, kids are horrible. Uh, I don't think anyone would have wanted us. Um, we set the kitchen on fire on my older brother's first day of football, um, so he was late to his first ever footy game um, by putting newspapers on the stove. Um, we were... We were three years old. We were three years old, so who knows how to do that. Uh, we've pulled 
apart toilets and flooded um, the top <laughs> top floor, and it went down through to the bottom floor. Uh, knocked doors off hinges, uh, holes in walls. Um, yeah, whatever you can think of, uh, we probably did as young kids. Yeah. And then I think as we got older, we got a whole lot better. Uh, teenage years we were pretty good, and now um, now we're angels, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Best mates, is it that type of bond or is it good mates and give me some space, please, mate? Nah, it's best mates. Uh, you know, I think um, everyone can see that, how close we are. Um, Brett only lives 800 metres down the road from me. Um, you know, our families are very close and it's been been tough being in this bubble. We haven't been able to spend mm. as much time as families together, um, but it's good that you know, I get to see Brett every day or well, most most days heading to training. And, um, yeah, we are best mates. And, um, yeah, that's a bond that will never be broken. You're the best-looking, nicest, fastest and fittest of the brothers, no doubt. <laughs> Who's the oldest and what do they say about the oldest twin? Well, I'm the oldest. I'm 10 minutes older, so that's why I always say I'm the fastest. Yeah. I, I won the race out, so... <laughs> um, no, I don't know what the, I guess you know what Brett always says about me is on the on the louder of the two. Yeah. Um normally when we walk in a room, um uh, people can tell which one's which pretty easily because I'm normally the loud one and um normally say something stupid and he just looks at me and shakes his head and um so yeah, he, I've always done done his talking for him from from a young age. He's always pretty shy and I was always more outgoing, and um, I guess that's just stuck the whole way through. What's similar about you two as as men, and what's different? No, I think obviously what I spoke about before the family values. Uh, we've both got our own families now, and um, you know we're very strong on on that, and um, you know love our families deeply, and um, you know we'll do anything for them. Um, Differences, uh, yeah, probably like I said, Brett's probably a little bit quieter, um, but you know he's a very um, strong moral person. If he believes in something, um, you know he'll uh, he'll see it his way, and there isn't much um, wiggle room. Mm. Whereas I'm probably a little bit more flexible and uh, can see both sides of an argument. So, but that's something that I admire about him as well. You know, he's very he has very strong convictions, and uh, you can't help but admire that. Let's talk footy. On March 18, 2007, your dream came true. You became an NRL player, making your debut for the Dragons against the Titans at Suncorp Stadium. It's always going to be a special day. How special was it? Yeah, it was a, a massive day. Um, it was the Titans' first ever game, mm. um, so um, they normally played out of Carrara, I think yeah. it was back then, um, which was an AFL ground. But uh, for the first game, they wanted to make it a, a really big occasion and um, played it up at Suncorp on, uh, I think it was a Sunday afternoon. And, it was. Um, I, I was playing fullback. I was yep. about ninety kilo back then, so. Uh, I've eaten a lot of food and drank a lot of beers in between now and then. But, um, yeah, it was um, a really hot day. Um, yeah, I was pretty nervous when the first bomb got put up. and um, But we managed to win that day. And um, I had 
you know, Brett was there, Brett was injured, he hurt himself in a trial, so he didn't play that game. And then I had my mum, my sister and my brother all there. And um, Yeah, it was a, a nice moment for the family. And um, as I said, we got the win and it was a it was a good good start. Brett had already debuted the previous year. Having him there in those early days of your your grade football, how much easier did that make? Oh, I think, um, yeah, it was very easy. Uh, you know, I watched he, he had nearly 20 games of experience by the time I'd played my first game. So, um, you know, I was able to ask him questions about, you know, what it was like, the intensity, mm. um, you know, the, the contact side of it. And, um, you know, any tips attacking wise that he could give me, but you know, I think I set it up with a really good preseason as well. Mm. Um, you know, we were very lucky that um, you know we're pretty pretty similar in everything, and um, yeah, we had that drive to whenever we did any kind of fitness drills that we wanted to be one and two in it, and um, you know, we've had that pretty much throughout our whole career, and I think that gave me the best preparation possible to to go out and play first grade for sure. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Us non-twins, we hear about the twins can sense, they know, they feel, etc. about the other. True or bullshit? (laughs) I think it's a bit of bullshit, but there are occasions where I will um, go to text Brett and go to ask him um, about training or something like that. And as I'm texting him, he'll text me back about training. So, um, yeah, so there's a little bit there. And I think, you know, on the field it may look like there is that as well. But I guess that's from years of of practice on on the training paddock together and out in the backyard together yeah. and um yeah it may may look like um you know we know exactly what each other's thinking but we've spent so much time together we know uh what strengths and weaknesses are and and you know we feed off that backyard footy at the morris household were you guys always on the same side or on opposing sides no we were if we played against our older brother uh, he was four years older than us, so it was always me and Brett versus him. Yeah. And then I uh, got to a stage where he gave up after a while because we used kind of used to play on – we had the road and then we had grass either side and we'd, we'd have about a 30-metre field. But me and Brett would just kick it across to one another and make him <laughs> chase us until we scored. And uh, <laughs> after about – yeah, you know, four, five, six times doing mm. that, he just gave up. But then we had a had a couple of mates, and it was always me and Brett against each other, and one mate against uh, the other mate. Yep. And um, you know, we used to g up the other mates to try and get one over each other, and normally it would end up in tears. But you know, we we just played footy every day, yeah. no matter no matter what the weather was like. It was just every afternoon, every morning before school. It was just footy, footy, footy. Once you debuted, it all happened really quickly. A few games later, you played for country in your first rep game. By the end of the following year, you'd represented Australia in the PM's 13. It did happen quickly. Did it feel like it was happening at an amazing rate? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, you know, obviously playing in the city country game 
Um, that was, I think, after six or seven games. And uh, Craig Bellamy was the coach. And, um, you know, I remember speaking to him and ask, asked him why he picked me. And, um, you know, I was, as I said, I was playing fullback that first year. And I still remember that the game that we played them at Oakey Jubilee, they bombed me all night. And um, they hit me pretty much every time I caught the ball. And I didn't drop one, but after the game, I was battered and bruised. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he really respected that and, and saw that I was a competitor and mm. uh, that I didn't take a backward step. And, um, yeah, he picked me from there. And then, um, as you said, I, I made the PM's 13 in 2008. Um, you know, we had a uh, up and down season. I think we finished eighth that year with the Dragons, but I played um, I played every position pretty much in the back line that year. And, um, you know, scored a fair few tries as well. So, uh, yeah, I was able to show my versatility and that got me probably into that side. Um, and then, yeah, it, it was pretty quick. And then the year after, um, debuted in Origin with Craig as the coach. You never appeared to get ahead of yourself. And I've known you since the beginning. How did you or how do you remain grounded? Because not everyone can or does uh, success can be a real pitfall for a lot of young athletes. Oh, I think it comes back to family, mate. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got sometimes you've got to keep your circle small and mm. um, trust the opinions of, of few people rather than lots of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the person down the street's going to praise you when you have a good game, but um, you know, they're, they're probably not going to bag you as much but um you know when you when you have a bad game or something like that um you know you go to those people like your mum and obviously having Brett there mm. as well um you know they're two two people that uh, will always give me an honest appraisal of my game and yep. um you know sometimes when I'm think think I'm going better than what I am they'll um they'll chip me about something so um yeah as I said you you keep your circle small and um, you know, trust those opinions of of your family members, and that that certainly helps you keep grounded. You're still fresh faced, but you're a veteran. Let's face it. If you were talking to an 18 year old, what advice would you give him about the early years of his football journey from your experience? Um, I guess just just be good to people. Um, yep. You know. The, it's a privilege to play this sport. You know, we get, I get paid to do something that I love, mm. something that I've done for a very long time. And, um, you know, I've been able to travel the world. Yep. You see, see some places that I may never have got to have seen by playing football, but you know, the, the fans are the ones that make the game so great. You know, you're, you're just a custodian of that Jersey. Yeah. You know, the fans are always going to be there to support the team and, um, you know, just give them, give them, you know, a little bit of time and always be polite and, um, you know, they'll always respect you for that and keep keep trying your hardest. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter what, what the scoreline is. As I said, we, me and Brett have been competitive our whole lives and, and that goes on the field as well. You know, we want to go in and put our best performance in every week and if you do that week in, week out, well, then um, you're certainly in a lot of respect doing that. Josh, you moved from the Dragons to the Bulldogs for the 09 season. How did it come about and did it hurt? I'm thinking you're a South Coast boy and assuming all you wanted to do was represent the local side, which was the Dragons. 
yeah, it, um, yeah, at that stage, I probably thought I was going to play out my whole career at the Dragons with yeah. Brett alongside me. You just think that that's going to happen. And then um, Brownie was the coach and um, I was about to sign a new deal with him and then Brownie got um, sacked and, and Wayne came in and um, I was actually playing playing golf and I got a, a phone call off my manager and um, he pretty much said that the deal had been hard that I was about to sign. And, um, you know, that really rattled me. Um, and then after that, it was about, well, I think I'm a center. Um, you know, I think that's where I can play my best footy. It was about where could I, uh, become a center at. And, um, at that stage, uh, the roosters were interested. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Freddie was taking over as coach and, uh, he was, he was genuine, um, about his interest, but then, uh, Anthony Minicello, um, got injured and they re-signed a, a couple of younger players and um, that option got taken off the table pretty quickly. And uh, at that stage, I'd also been at the Bulldogs and Kevin Moore was coming in as the new coach. And, yeah, um, yeah I went there and, and was really impressed by the setup and just spoke to him and he he said, you know, that I think you, you're a centre. Um, yep. You know, I want to I want to play you there for for the next two seasons. I, I, I'm not going to drop you if you have a bad game. I really think that that's your position and um, you know, I really want to see how you go. And that was enough for me to you know, pretty much sign there and then um, to have a coach's uh, support like that and the backing. Um, you know, he's, he obviously saw some potential there. And, yeah. um, you know, funnily enough, the, the next year um, I was awarded Daly M Centre of the Year and yeah. um, had one of my best seasons. Um, so, yeah, it was um, – Funny how things work out. and um, Yeah, I spent 10 great years there at, at the Dogs as well. Griffin Air Conditioning offers the highest quality of air conditioning sales and service across the Sydney metropolitan area, providing installation and maintenance to commercial, domestic and industrial customers. Working with this team, you'll be guaranteed the latest services, technology and developments in the industry. Visit griffinair.com.au and tell them we sent you for a cool deal. What are the standout memories from the early years at the Bulldogs? Because it was a wonderful decade you had there. Yeah, I think think the the first year um, that I got there, uh, they'd just come off a wooden spoon. They signed... Myself, Mick Ennis, Ben Hannett, um, Michael Hodgson, Greg Eastwood and David Stagg. So they, they'd gone out and uh, recruited people, but they had recruited good people, family people. And, yep. um, you know, you, you had blokes like uh, Bobcat, General, and, and they signed Noddy as well. So you, you had blokes like Bobcat and General, um, Noddy, older, experienced guys, but then you had young guys as well. Um, and there was just a really good mix there. And, mm. um, we played a really attacking style of football, but yeah, our defence was was really good as well. And yeah, that was probably one of the most enjoyable seasons that I had as well. And um, we were unlucky to, to get beaten in the prelim final. Um, that's when Jared Hayne was at his um, at his damaging best. And I got no doubt that you know if we'd won that game, that we would have you know challenged the storm right to the end in that grand final, if not won. 
I'd love a player's perspective on this, but I often look back at 2009 and that Jared Hayde run and, and say to people, we will remember this forever. Have you ever seen a player as white hot as that for such a long time? Yeah, it was um yeah, it was pretty crazy just watching some of those performances that he had. Um yeah, he was able to completely change the momentum of games with mm. one play and and the the boys would jump on the back of that and then you know, he he really inspired that team and um like I said, the, the just the momentum they had heading into that final series, mm. uh, they were going to be hard to stop, and it was you know all because of one man. 2012-2014, grand final losses, first to the Storm, then the Rabbitohs. What do you recall of those two GFs? Um, oh, mate, they, uh, yeah, they suck. It sucks losing. Mm. Um, you know, you've, you've trained from November up until the first week in October, and um, there's no greater reward than winning a comp with with your teammates mm. and your squad that you've put all that blood, sweat, and tears and hard work into. And um, you know, in 2012, we'd beaten the Storm a couple of times and were red hot favourites. And um, you know, they were just too good on the day. They had a had a great game plan and mm. come up with some little trick plays that um, caught us off guard. And, um, after that game, you know, I was I was pretty happy with my own performance. I, I don't think I could have done too much more mm. um, after that performance. Um, but in the 2014 grand final, um, you know, I thought you know I could have done more and uh, could have played better. So I was a lot more hollow after that okay. defeat. And then um, yeah, I guess yeah, you are after the game, you're just numb. Um, mm. you, you, the last thing you want to do is talk or think about footy for the next, you know, six to eight weeks and you look over and you see the winning team and, you know, there's grown men crying um, Mm. and, you know, they're just ecstatic and, um, you know, you just want that feeling. You want it to be you. and um, But, you know, you realise how hard it is to to make a grand final, let alone win one and, um, you know, you just want that shot again. You want to get that shot again and, try and get one. We just made a differentiation between being a fan and showing emotion and being a player and showing emotion. Can players still be fans of the game and fans of rugby league? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think most footy players are fans of the game. Yeah. You know, I, I still watch a lot of the footy during the weekend and, um, you know, I really like, in, enjoy watching some players play and, mm. um, you know, really like what they do and, look forward to playing them as well. And, you know, I dare say that, you know, most footy players would be the same. You know, we're not yeah, – yes, we like winning. Um, that's for sure. We're all competitive. We like winning. But, you know, it's good to see young kids come through and get an opportunity and then make the most of it. And, um, you know, there's so many stories in, in rugby league about, you know, kids coming from tough upbringings and yeah. being able to, you know, buy their mother a house or – you know, help their family out or, you know, a brother or sister that's that's sick or, or dealing with something, you know. There's so many of those stories and, um, you know, I really enjoy that side of the game as well. We'll rewind to your rep career for a moment. In 09, you made your Origin debut and your Test debut. Origin was game two at ANZ and the Rue jersey 
was yours, I think it was round three of the Four Nations in France. Those two jerseys, same feeling, same sense of achievement or pride or different feelings? No, I think um, they are the same feeling. Um, you know, uh, Origin is probably the pinnacle yep. um, in terms of, you know, the, the uh, intensity of football. Um, but, you know, every kid wants to play for Australia who plays rugby league and um, that was no different. Um, you know, my Origin debut was probably the only time I've ever come off the bench. You know, I wasn't really nervous until they called me off the bench, and then the then I then I was actually like, oh shit, I'm going on here. I got to try and get up to the pace of the game, and um, so I played about half an hour in that game, and then game three I started in yep. the centre. So that was my first actual start. But um, you know, playing Test footy as well, um, debuted against France, and um, you know, being able to do that with Brett. Um, when the national anthem's playing, you're standing there, both got Australian jerseys on. Um, yeah, it's pretty special to have one player, one person yeah. in your family play for Australia, but um, to have three do it in your family um, and to have your twin brother do it alongside you, um, I still remember that feeling and, and it was awesome. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series. We have corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. For further information on how you can become part of the team, go to the website andyraymondunfiltered.com.au and hit the sponsorship tab. That touring party for the Four Nations, some pretty fair centres around, guys named Inglis, Hodges and Jennings. What did you learn from older players like that at the time? Um, oh, I guess, yeah, they knew how to win games. Um, yeah. You know, whether it be origin or test footy, in the big moments they stood up and they wanted the ball. And, um, you know, I guess as a young fella you see that and then, um, you know, you, you try and go back and, and do the same thing and, um but yeah, you you see their training habits as well, and um, not only that, you, you know, bloke like um, JT and, and Lockie as well. You see those blokes and how hard they work um, on the training paddock, and um, you know, it's no fluke that they got to where they were. Um, so you, you take those lessons, and then you take them back to clubland and and try and do it yourself, and um, become the best version of yourself. In rep sides. It's traditional that two players room together. Was Brett always your roomie? Um, no, not always. I had Trent Waterhouse as, as my first roomie on tour. Uh, he was a he was a pretty good roomie. Uh, we enjoyed a beer, so uh, that was good. He was a yeah, good value, um, probably the deepest voice in rugby league at that stage. Uh, but um, no, I had Brett on the on the next tour, and then. Um, in Origins, yeah, mainly it was Brett. So um, I guess you know, we were just comfortable with each other. And, yep. Um, you know, some, some people are particular who they want, and, mm. but we didn't care if we were with each other or without. It was just well, I think they just put us together for the sake of it. Made it easy. Yeah. 
2014, you hurt your knee in origin. Queensland made a break. You got to your feet, chased, tackled, stopped it. Many suggest that defines you as a footballer, your heart, your commitment and your passion. You happy with that? Oh, yeah, I guess that's just that competitiveness as well. And um, also, you know, I knew the situation that was at hand as well. Um, you know, Brett had broken his shoulder earlier in the match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I told him to stay on the field and push through it and we'll get through it together. And um, I could see that they were coming towards that side of the field and knew that, you know, he couldn't make that tackle if he had to. And uh, it was just about getting up off the deck and going and helping him out uh, more than anything. And um, then towards the end of the game, um, yeah, he pulled off a, a tri-saver in the corner yep. using that shoulder. Um, so, yeah, that was probably one of the toughest games of footy you know, I've been involved with. Um, there was a, a lot of hype being the 100th game. Um, Artie Beetson had just passed, so they were retiring his jersey. Um, and, you know, we were on, on the back of eight series defeats and, um, you know, we'd spoke about doing whatever it took to, to get the win up there. And, um, you know, there were blokes like Anthony Watmau played with a, a, a torn bicep and mm. both Scott after that match got into the dressing rooms and collapsed. You know, that was how hard that game was and, um, you know, we did whatever it took to get that win and then the boys were able to go down and to Sydney and, and get the job done and, um, yeah, I'd like to think, you know, me and Brett had a big hand in that. Every player in every game has a coming of age. Was that a coming of age game for both you and Brett with the commitment, the toughness and the mindset that you showed? Because it's something people look back on very, very fondly. Um, oh, I guess you could look at it that way. Um, you know, I've never really thought about it like mm. that. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of people that pull us up and, and do remember that. And, um, you know, it's certainly something we remember as well. And, um, you know, I remember after the game, me hobbling around and Brett um, getting up to the, the bedroom and propping up all these pillows. And I think, you know, we went to bed. I was probably, we got back to the hotel probably after midnight and laid in bed, but we probably didn't get to sleep till six o'clock mm. in the morning and then our alarms went at six thirty to get ready to go yeah. to the airport and um the noises we both made when we get, <laughs> went to get out of bed we just started laughing our heads off at each other and you know although we we're in a lot of pain we could both see the funny side of it the miracle of that play of yours was you didn't get penalized for being offside but you were 30 meters offside <laughs> i've never been able to figure that out no, I ran 10 to get back on side, mate. <laughs> that must be it. That must be it. <laughs> Let's fast forward uh, a few years to 2018. You, you have to leave the dogs. You both left together and went your separate ways. Did that hurt at that time in your career or can you relatively easily distinguish personal and professional? No, it definitely hurt. Um, you know, for myself, you know, I've been there for 10 mm. years and, um, you know, would have liked to have finished my career there, but there was obviously a lot of issues going on with the salary cap. Um, you know, we'd seen players let go before of that. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, the club wasn't in a position to offer a deal to either of us. So um, we knew pretty early on that, you know, that was going to be our last year together. And then it was about, you know, are we still, um, you know, good enough to play in the NRL or is that time in the NRL and go over to England and try a hand over there? And, um, you know, uh, at that stage, Cronulla, um lost Jesse to Newcastle and Ricky Latelli signed a big deal with the Wolfpack. So they lost two centres pretty quick and I just kind of fell into position um, there. The, the other option um, was Gold Coast as well. I had offers from them, but, you know, I've, I've lived in Cronulla the last 10 years um, and, you know, they, that um, you know, really worked well. And, uh, yeah, I was happy to happy to head there and Brett, um, you know, got a got a call from Trent and, and had a meeting with him and was really impressed and, and signed with the Roosters. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legend series, we'd love for you to go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. Best weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. You mentioned there you doubted if you still had it to play in the NRL or if it was time for England? Are you a guy that uh, struggles with self-doubt? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, you do get it from time to time. But um, like I said, you've, you know, I've had a pretty good sounding board um, yeah. in Brett um, and, you know, he, he'll always be honest with me. And, you know, although we weren't um, the most competitive team in in 18 with the dogs, you know, I still think that, you know, we were playing decent enough footy and, you know, it was probably a good thing, you know, the the change uh, probably freshened me up and, you know, gave me a bit more of a lease and, um, you know, didn't, yeah, I guess, you know, I signed there for two years and thought, all right, I'll, you know, give it my best for the next two years and see how we go. Coaches, at club level, you've had Kevin Moore, Jimmy Dimmick, Crazy Dez, Dean Pay, Johnny Morris, now Trent Robinson. How different or how similar are coaches and setups from one club to the other? Uh, I think they're all different. Yep. Um, you know, and I think it's I think it's changed over time as well. I think um, you know the sports science has played a lot more of a role these days um, in recovery as well. Um, you know, I think, you know, when I first started, you were able to play, then you'd go have a beer on a Saturday night, yeah. you'd train on Monday and you'd be doing fitness on the Monday. Um, you know, and these days it's it's all about recovery and making sure um, your body's right to go yeah. by kickoff. And, um, you know, some coaches are, are more into that sports sciences stuff. Um, you know, Desi, Desi yeah. was heavy into that. Loves and, it. You know, he'd have a lot of stats on that kind of stuff. And, um He'd have your heart rate monitor percentage of your heart rate up on the scoreboard some days, so um, yeah. no one could hide. And, <laughs> you know, if if you weren't up in the ninety percent range, you were going to spend a bit more time in the cardio room oh. um, and, and get flogged. But you know, I think you know with the best coaches, um, I think it's their work ethic. Yeah. Um, you know, they're normally the first one in the building and the last to leave, and. Mm. Um, you know, the amount of, um, you know, 
study they do on the opposition and, and the game planning and stuff like that, um, the detail of it uh, makes you feel like you know the opposition better than they know themselves yeah. sometimes and that gives you a lot of confidence when you go out to play. And you know, I think Desi was really good at that. And I think, um, you know, from what I've seen of Robbo so far, he's yeah, he's brilliant at it as well. You played together at the Dragons and Bulldogs with Brett, but at this stage in your career, being able to play once again with the twin, how much more enjoyable does that make your job? Because footy's your job. How much more enjoyable is it, being able to do it together? Oh, yeah, look, it's it's enjoyable, as you said, without him. But, um, you know, alongside him, it's, you know, it's, it's a whole lot more enjoyable. You know, we, we can go... Um, you know, we don't take ourselves too serious at times. So if, you know, one of us does something stupid on the footy field, we could still have a laugh at one another. But, um, you know, I just, you know, we just like um, training with each other and then going out on the field and trying to outdo one another. And, um, you know, we didn't think it would happen after after we um, left the Bulldogs. Yeah. And, uh, it was pretty unique circumstances um, for it to happen, you know. Like Latrell was there and was unhappy, and then after Christmas, um, transferred over to South. And then young Billy Smith went down with an ACL injury, and he was probably um, groomed for that left centre spot. And, um, at the time, the Sharks had some salary cap issues, mm. and um, yeah, they'd already, um, you know. Re- told me that I could look elsewhere, um, you know, towards the back end of that season as well, having um, signed Jesse and, um, you know, having young Bronson there as well. I was probably seen as, you know, I'd probably be playing on the wing there. So, um, you know, when that opportunity presented itself, it was, um, you know, I'd, I would have been um, silly not to take it. I would have regretted it mm. if I'd not pursued it, um, you know, to be able to, finish um you know our careers together um something that we've spoken about as young kids being able to play uh first grade together and then potentially finish together and that was you know that was what held the most weight um you know being able to to do that and do that alongside brett what's been the key to your longevity oh mate i just, i guess it's just that that competitiveness that fire in the belly and yep um, you know that 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 dream of of holding up that trophy at the end of the year. Um, that's what you know gets me up every morning. Gets yep. me out on the field competing with the younger fellas. You know, I want I want to taste that success, and um, you know that's one of my dreams. And I'll keep chasing it and, until my body gives up on me. And um, you know, I think um, me and Brett. You know the the competitiveness that we've had from that young age has you know kept us in good stead throughout our whole careers, and um, is still one of the main reasons why we're able to do what we uh, what we do. Plenty would suggest you're playing your best footy at this age this year. Do you agree or disagree? Um, oh, I probably agree. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more well rounded. Um, you know, I think my skill set's a lot better um, than than what it has been, and you know, I've worked hard on that the last few years. Um, and you know, I've always 
um, really enjoyed the defensive side of the game as well. So, um, yeah, that was something that I, I made a conscious decision of when I was younger, um, you know, to really work on my defence and be strong there. And then the attack, you know, everyone who plays NRL is a good attacker. So, um, you know, you've got to be able to keep working on that and, um, you know, do a fair bit of stuff at training, um, you know, to, to make sure that I can continue to do these things. From the people I've spoken to at the Roosters, your role and Brett's role at the club is 50% on the field, 50% off the field in nurturing, assisting and helping the next generation. Is that something you're comfortable with and enjoy? Yeah, I think it's something that I've been comfortable with probably the last three or four years, to be honest. Um, As I said, I'm a fan of rugby league and I really get a kick out of – you know, helping these young kids and, um, you know, trying to impart my knowledge on onto them and um, to see them come through and get their, their debut jersey, I really get a kick out of that. And then, you know, I look forward to the future for them as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, my kids will be asking for some of their signatures one day and um, hopefully they're more than happy to oblige. 302 games currently, 146 tries. The next chapter... Who knows? You've been a wonderful player and ambassador for Rugby League, Josh Morris. You, sir, are a legend. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Legends series. Throughout the month of September, we're dropping a new episode every third day. Be sure to subscribe to Andy Raymond Unfiltered wherever you're listening. And to ensure you don't miss any news on what's coming up, follow our social media pages at... The Andy Raymond. Dropping Thursdays, starting October 1st, it's the Weekly Wodge. It's a little bit of this, plenty of that. A mix of the serious and the not-so. Interviews, segments, specials and special guests. If you enjoy the lighter side of the wonderful world of sport and fart jokes, you'll enjoy the Weekly Wodge. Come back soon, legends, legends.